Hey, everybody. This is John with Ubali Reports, the one website that provides fact, not fiction. And coming from three Marine veterans, two combat Marine veterans, myself and my good friend Joe Bitts, and the other veteran of Marine is Big Bad Ray Krause. So if anything you want to know about guns and the legislation, he's the man to ask. Well, there's a lot of stuff going on. Yesterday or the last few days, the president has been speaking out about the threat to democracy, and he blames the MAGA Republicans as the threat to democracy, even decrying them and calling them the semi-fascists. So what kind of what we're going to discuss, is that an accurate statement, or is that more hyperbole by the president to gen up his base? And who really is the threat to the democracy, either the Democrats or the Republicans, or is just this is what we're going to get on the campaign trail? So we'd love to hear your... What's the fascist goes back to the remarks that... Or the remarks... The government and the dictatorship of Adolf Hitler and Benito Mussolini. These are groups of individuals who want to control every phase of society, including your own. So that they, doesn't really sound like uh, that. really doesn't sound like me. I want, I want to do my own thing. Well, most people do, but I mean, when you use those terms, and remember, President Biden when he was inaugurated and he gave his inaugural address, said he wanted to be a uniter. There's no red state or blue state. There's no Republicans or Democrats. We're all Americans. Since then, he's really gone at it, and he's called the Republicans some vile things, and he came up with that term MAGA Republicans after a six months, I guess, exhaustive search that this is what they're doing. So the question is, as we go into the midterms, is this a fair statement to call Republicans semi-fascist? I think it's just them kind of reversing the tables. I think it's more like if I want to accuse you of something or if I'm doing something wrong, I want to – it's almost like – okay. It's gaslighting at its finest. It's they're trying to project what they're doing onto us, and it just seems like the Democrats want control of everything. So is it just one of those things where – are? are I always had this maybe feeling, am I being kind of manipulated? Like, I don't like what the liberal or the Democratic side is doing because I'm a Republican? Or, I mean, is there some things I can see that I want to do? Or well, I don't know. I've talked with you on many occasions outside of this. It's just how the policies impact everyday Americans. And I think the Democrats, they're really going at it with Donald Trump. For some reason, they're fixated on him. And I would um, I would like to know is, okay, beyond his bombastic rhetoric, beyond his comments, his over-the-top rhetoric, what is Donald Trump, when he was president, what did he really do that was a threat to democracy? And I'd be hard-pressed people to tell me what he actually, not what he, he said, what did he actually do that made his... Well, there's got to be like a setup, right? He had to have been setting up something for the grid. Do you think he would have been maybe, I wouldn't say destructive, but do you think he would have been taking his presidential powers in more excess if he was here the next four, four years? We don't know, but I mean, I just go back to... And there was a column written by Victor Davis Hanson, the military historian at the Hoover Institute, and he laid this out. But I would ask people, okay, if you hate Donald Trump, I got it. I understand that. We all have different political views. But what did he actually do? Not what he said. What, was his, what did his policies do? 
that were so destructive? Did he use the DOJ to go after political opponents? No, that was done against him. Did he use the IRS to go after political opponents and go after conservative groups? We know Lois Lerner at the IRS during the Obama presidency did. Yeah. So I would ask people, and I would ask comments here, tell me what he did that was a threat to democracy. Did he try to change the Supreme Court and put a supermajority on that court? So maybe going back to that, I mean, a lot of the times, and it happened under Obama when Judge Scalia died. Say that again. Repeat. Remember, Judge Scalia died. Correct. And everybody's thinking, okay, well, Hillary's going to— they were thinking, okay, Hillary. So they kind of deferred, saying we're not going to nominate a Supreme Court justice till after, after the, the election. election. And Trump could have easily just bowed out and be like, you know what, I'm going to wait until the election. Or wait, was the election over by then? Well, no, Scalia, pre- well, Trump. Excuse me, President Trump wasn't president then. He was campaigning for president. This is in 2016. Mitch McConnell was going off the uh, was kind of using the nuclear option, but he also used comments. From, from Democrats that nobody should be elect, selected to the Supreme Court until after the election. Then it, when it was turned around on them, they didn't like it. So our favorite TikToker. I'm going to go with this one. Good evening, John. How are you? Yeah, what's uh, up, right? <laughs> <laughs> because Donald Trump is a criminal, he stole classified documents. He tried to bribe Ukrainians. Did he really try to bribe Ukrainians? Or no. I thought that was under the whole no. collusion I mean, and that was sorted. Right now, they know they, they went down to Mar-a-Lago, they took documents, mm-hmm. and they spread these documents out. We don't really know what actually was in And I would find someone to, even here, show me fact, not what was being reported, that what did they actually find. They found photos. Even Jonathan Turley said, yeah, you could spread this out, but what was in those folders? I've seen folders all the time, and the Justice Department has a history of overclassifying things and over-redacting things. So we still, at this point, don't know what they have. Remember, we heard about nuclear codes. Oh, that didn't seem to be there. So the question is, let's wait and find out. That's why many constitutional scholars was wanting a, a master, somebody, an independent individual, to review this because we've seen how the Justice Department and some of their nefarious actions over the last few years. Well, we got and, Matt Marine back. Go inclu- including... Kevin Kleinsmith, the attorney for the DOJ FBI, who altered evidence, submitted it to as fact, and lied to a federal judge. So you can see why there's not trust at the Justice Department and the FBI. I'm going to go with this one again. John, you don't say anything about Donald Trump's tax cut, which was unpaid for and also expired for, I'm going to assume, middle class. Well, I got to see how that's put out, but usually the, the tax cut expires in, I think it's 2025. I know there was an art, there was a, a thread here that someone said this went to the top 5%. That's pr- proven wrong because the Washington Post gave President Biden four Pinocchios for that, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the Bureau of Economic Analysis, and other organizations said the bottom half or the bottom percentile of taxpayers made out. And if you look at unemployment was the lowest level for almost all Americans, including African-Americans, Hispanic-American, Asian-Americans and women. We had a million and a half more jobs than we did now. And a million, excuse me, I'm not a million and a half more people working 
than we do now. So that just seems a myth that keeps going around, that keeps being percolated. Kind of changing subjects. Hi, Mad Marine. I, the question is, why didn't they raid Hillary? That's a good question, but then you got to understand the people, the individuals at the FBI who ran the Hillary investigation, were the, they gave her every deferential treatment, and even when James Comey, no reasonable prosecutor, would have prosecuted that case, he made up a law because I had a classified clearance, and it said when you fight, when you you sign your a non-disclosure form, all it says is do you, how you handle classified materials. It doesn't say did you have the intent. It just said did you mishandle classified material? Yes or no. So when they did that, but those same team and did the Russian collusion, and we saw how that worked out. This is the same team that's doing the Russia. Excuse me, the Mar-a-Lago raid. And it's kind of ironic that the Miami field office, who would have had jurisdiction, didn't take part, didn't even know about this. So there's a lot of things we don't know. We're just going to have to wait and see how this plays out. Now, the picture that was just taken with all the top secret files on the floor, did the FBI put that out there or... Was it like, or did Donald Trump, did Donald Trump just like take a bunch of top secret files, just leave them on the floor for them to find? (laughs) That's the curious thing. We just think that the FBI laid those out on purpose. We don't know why or how, because we're not getting much information from the Justice Department. Remember, they want complete secrecy, but they leak like a sieve on this case, just like they did on every other case. Yeah. So we'll have to wait and see how this plays out. That's why a, a master who would have been an independent individual appointed by the courts to be there with the FBI and the DOJ to say, okay, this is...
but what he did. All right. I kind of like this one. Let's move with this one. Adam Adam T. Shively, hopefully I got that right, said, why all the money to Ukraine? That could help out the people of America. And that's a conversation I think we need to start having. No, that, that is. We need to look at why we're... I support helping the Ukrainian people out against Russia because that has a detrimental effect. Because if we don't... If we allow Russia to go into Ukraine, China's going to do the same thing to Taiwan. The problem with this is... I've said this from the beginning. It goes back to when Biden, President Biden took office. He showed an element of weakness in the biggest, and which most people don't realize, and we've just passed a year anniversary. Once we pulled out of Afghanistan, our adversaries see, oh, you abandoned your allies, you abandoned your European allies. There was a rift in NATO because of this, and people don't trust the United States. So they didn't feel, they felt we weren't going to do anything. So in the leading up to Russia's invasion, once they were massing troops at the beginning of the summer, that's when President Biden should have massively sent troops, trainers, and told Putin, you do this, our job is to kill as many Russians as possible. But see, sometimes you, there's a way to prevent war. Countries don't go to war with you when you're strong. Now, if you noticed, President Obama showed a sign of weakness in 2012. Whether you agree with this or not, Russia went into Ukraine, Russia went into Crimea, and Russia went into Syria. The same thing happened when George W. Bush was George, yeah, George W. Bush. Russia went into Georgia, and we didn't do anything. You notice during the four years of the Trump presidency, Russia didn't move, and Trump actually killed about 500 Russian mercenaries in Syria. And he was very unpredictable because you didn't see China making moves. You didn't see Iran or Russia. So, I mean, but your point, this is a good point. We need to have this conversation. If Ukraine is, as the Democrats keep saying, is causing food prices hikes, it's causing the increase in energy. Oil, yeah. And oil. What is the president's strategy beyond just keep shoveling money to the Ukrainians? Well, yeah, because we also hear the ar- argument that our president can't control the gas prices, but then we're helping out another country. But then on that same note, he's not doing anything to... Increase energy and production here in the United States. There's a lot of comments going on. Oh, I'm sure there are. Let's oh, yeah, because they love you, John. Oh, yeah. They love you. <laughs> I'm just a lovable person. <laughs> he's, just, he's just spewing facts left and right, and people are like, uh-uh. No, uh-huh. it's, all, it's all false. Okay, all right. John, you, you said this before. I'm going to say it. What about all the PPP loans the Republicans got? I do know he made a statement before. I'll try to find. No, but I would be going what you said. That is a good issue. Why did Republicans who are critical of certain spending by President Biden, why did they accept PPP loans? But I also and had heard, them forgiven. Yeah, but I also heard President Biden and others talk about all the forgiveness of PPP loans. Well, the Paycheck P- Protection Program, that was a direct result of the government shutting down businesses. Right. Remember where we were? We had 3.5% unemployment. We shot up to about, and within months, to 14 point something. But the PPP loans were direct to help all these business stay afloat, not anything to, due to their own fault, because governments shut businesses down. Now, some states, we're blessed that we live in Florida. Go to California, New York, some of the northeastern states, Washington, the coastal states, they shut their states down for almost a year and a half. They did fits and starts opening, but... This saved a lot of businesses. We could have had the other side where, hey, you wanted millions upon millions of Americans unemployed for a longer period of time. So, John also followed up by taking women's rights away. 
I'd no, really no. That's no. I was totally against that. If you're referring to the abortion case, all the Supreme Court did is upheld the Constitution, where social issues are decided by the states. And I would ask John, do you support late-term abortions? Do you support abortion up until the time of birth? And with the former governor of Virginia, Governor Northam, do you support abortion after birth in select cases? Do you support abortion for a teenager who's 16, gets pregnant, doesn't can get an abortion without parental consent, but I as an individual can't give a teenager an aspirin? So that's what the Supreme Court said is let the states make the decision on abortion and what level of abortion that you get. Yeah, and since they've been putting it back to the people, those states have been putting it back to the people, it's been kind of working into the favor that it was supposed to, whether some states are like, no, we don't want abortion. Well, and other states were like, yeah, we want abortion. Well, right. case in point, Kansas is a very Republican state. They, they voted against the abortion law that was going through Kansas. That's what, hate to say this, that's what democracy is. Let the people make the decision. It's the same thing when they ruled against West Virginia against the EPA. They basically said Congress didn't give that authority to the EPA, basically saying, Congress, do your job. Same thing when they said the Remain in Mexico was unconstitutional that President Trump did. Whether people agree with it or not, it basically said, Congress, do your job. Winder, Winder 283, yeah, you could marry anyone you want. Not sure where you're going with that, but we don't live under democratic rule. We kind of had a civil war about that and everything. I think what they're referring to is probably the Democrats were making the argument that they're going to end same-sex marriage. There's Even in the brief that came out, even was it Justice Thomas said the same, we're not going that direction, we're not going to end that. This was strictly on abortion, so same-sex marriage is here to stay. Yeah, and also interracial marriage is here to stay, too. Yeah, it's not going anywhere. No, I mean, I just like the idea that they think that the... I honestly believe that, you know, it's a symptom or something. It's like a, the CNN symptom. If you believe every rhetor everything rhetoric of, like, they're going to do this and they're going to do this. The one well, thing, But one of the comments was the states are going to end interracial marriage. Where what state's going to do that? I actually have a good one. And actually, yeah. Winder, you actually bring up a good point. So you're saying it's up to the states, though. You're saying social issues are up to the states. I would have to say, yeah, I would yes. rather the states because because ha we have a voice. But see, it's more than it has a voice. But think about it when it can't. Let's say you use the abortion issue. All Roe versus Wade said is back in when they said it was constitutional that you had the right to an abortion, that an abortion is legal. Okay, so what does that mean? And we've been fighting this for like 50 years. And the, the situation I laid out, did, <clears throat> is abortion legal for a 16-year-old girl to get pregnant and can get an abortion without parental consent? Where do we draw the line? And the, the courts aren't there to make these decisions. They're not pseudo-legislators. That's Congress's job. And as much as Democrats said we need to codify it, you had 50 years to codify it. And they and all ran on platforms, too. And there's many times when the Democrats had a supermajority. They had it during the Carter administration. They had it during the Clinton administration. They definitely had it during the Obama administration in his first couple years. So if they were so eager to codify it, why didn't they do it? Not one state codified that abortion was in their constitutional amendment. Not one. And you're talking some of the most liberal states like Hawaii 
and definitely the state that I came from, California. They never codified it. It's not a constitutional amendment in California. Actually, this is a question for John, who said, Winman, if you want to have control of your own body, vote blue. My question is, how come not one Democrat voted to codify it in the last 50 years, and now all of a sudden they are? <clears throat> well, because yeah. if they did, they, they wouldn't have a talking point. Oh, and to keep voting. And to keep voting, voting for them. Yeah. I, 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 or they I, use it as a fundraiser. So I would go back, not to blame the Supreme Court, blame the Congress, blame your states. You had many times, and you got to remember, not every state is always going to be ruled by a Republican. Even Texas, even Florida had Democratic governors over the last number of years. Are you reading about one red? Oh, red states have the highest crime rate. No, one red rabbit where she's oh, like, oh, here's a good one. This she's a- like, I'm a Republican and I'm pro-choice. So am That's I. Fine. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. I, I don't understand the whole Look, the, the, only, whole I, the only time I have, a ch- I have a problem with abortion is like, hey, it's a girl. Okay. Kill it. Well, but, it's see, like, but you have a good point because you have two daughters. One, obviously, yeah. is very young, but you have a senior in high excuse me, a senior in college. Yeah. Now, there's <laughs> one thing I've got to respond. Okay. Someone mentioned red states have the lowest performing school systems by far. That is BS. That is total <laughs> BS. Look at California. Prime example, the liberalist state in the union has one of the worst performance schools. They shut their schools down for a year and a half. Because I have a brother that has, and I have nieces and a nephew who was stuck at home learning by a computer while the governor's kids learn by. It's amazing what you by, learn. <laughs> by computer. And I would say this look at all the states, look at all the cities. So explain to me why these very liberal cities, 70% of black and Hispanic kids, cannot do math or English to, to grade level. And you can find that in any of these school districts that are controlled. By Democrats. That's why everybody's fighting back against the school boards, including here in Florida. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of school board changes. Because people are tired of the school boards catering to the unions, dictating how their kids are being educated. And we need to change that. And one of them commented that the South is so poor, and they want to know what you're talking about. Because, I mean... Well, technically, isn't Georgia blue? So there you go. <laughs> okay, there you go. But they're trying to—they were trying to say, Democrats were trying to push that crime is because of Republicans. I mean, you probably catch a little glimpse of that. But- I read the the transcript that President Biden said when he blamed Republicans for the crime. I would say this, and he wants to increase police funding. He wants to increase police manpower. That's not the reason why crime's going up. You have these no cash bails, like in California. You have this in New York. Look at the Metropolitan. Look at going on in Philadelphia. There's a big gubernatorial race and Senate race. Look at Philadelphia. Crime in these major metropolitan cities have spiked. And I would tell anybody, tell the listeners or people who are watching on TikTok and all the other streaming services, look at the last time. Like Take Chicago. We hear about Chicago all the time. Last time a Republican ran that city... 1932. Philadelphia goes back to the early 1950s. Many of these cities have been... Atlanta. I would say the Atlanta goes back to 1879. Now, there are cities, like Tulsa is run by a Republican, but they go back and forth between Democrats and Republicans. But tell me one major metropolitan city, well over 800, let's say a million, make it even, over a million citizens 
Tell me what city is run by a Republican. And why do Democrats support these very progressive prosecutors in these cities who refuse to prosecute criminals? I know. And then that happened down here in our state. And our governor's like, sorry, dude, you're done. And I asked, because I work at a law enforcement that we outfit all law enforcement. I asked a lot of law enforcement officials about that attorney, that DA, our state attorney they fired. And they said he wouldn't prosecute a lot of the crimes in Hillsborough County. And people were like, we want to prosecute these criminals. Why are we arresting them and they're out on the street? So this is why the governor said enough's enough. Out you go. So one of the biggest things and kind of as we're kind of wrapping this up is that how our president is kind of going after a certain sect of the country, at least half the vote, half the American people that were voting. And he's just kind of calling us out just because we decided to vote red or go Republican, not necessary for the person that it is, we're all of a sudden extremists. Well, but see, that's the point. That's what we're getting this red state, blue state, who's threat to democracy. I've got a lot of progressive friends, and we can talk politics. There's a guy at work. He's very progressive, very democratic. We have conversations. Times it gets heated, but we're still friends, and we can we have our opinions, and we go from there. But when you start to label the group fa- semi-fascist, you took you just labeled 70 million people who voted for Trump as semi-fascist. Yeah. There's a lot of independent voters there. And you got to understand, why did people vote for Trump? People don't. I've Everybody I've talked to, a lot of people hate Trump. They can't stand the guy, but they like his policies. Look at right now. His inf- inflation was 1.2%. It's 8.5 now. Well, let's Gas ask, prices. Let's ask John on TikTok how he was only 1% under Trump. I mean, look <laughs> at food prices. We got food shortages. We have gas shortages. We have a baby food formula shortage. It's still happening. We have, what, over 3 million people walking across the border, unlike what the press secretary said. This didn't happen before. So, and I know some people say, we go, we're going to be all ticked off when Trump gets locked up. I mean, we'll see. You said that they said the same thing about Russian collusion, which nothing was there. Call the cops, John. Yeah, well, actually, no. Hey, maybe we should tell John, just to clarify, that you work for a law enforcement outfitters company. company. I never said I work for, I'm a law enforcement official. And my new favorite person, because she has so many nice pictures of cats, is the Daisy Zoe Oh, I know. Kitty. She keeps saying that. <laughs> I mean, you have said that about 20 times. Can you, you know, give us some sort of why it's going to tank, why it's going to do this. You've said it 20 times. What's that? It says uh, Roe v. Wade is going to tank Republicans. No, I didn't say that. All I said is... Uh, she just keeps commenting. Okay, you well, look, okay, honestly, I mean, I don't want to pick on anybody, but John here, apparently, now he's just crazy. You know, there is, you know, I used to Ooh, work... I'm crazy? No, no, the, no, the John on TikTok okay. John. We'll call him TikTok John. Okay. Because there was this one guy that I used to work with, and he was always opposed to my political views. And I mean, I didn't necessarily want Trump there. I like Trump because he was a... He, he rattled it up. He shook up the whole political climate. And he always came back with like, oh, well, he's doing this, and he's doing that, and he's doing this. And I was just trying to figure out, I was like, why is this guy have like such opposing views. And then he started coming out with like uh, talking about like conspiracy theories and flat earthers and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden it kind of clicked into me. I'm like, 
oh, you're that way because you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just seeing something that I guess John Nudd did, whatever his name is. He said he's going to report me because I said I work for law. I know. Hey, take a clip of this. He's fu- recording hey, it, too. Well, Watch I would out. do this. Well, can we tell John to listen to our podcast so he can hear the whole thing? Well, I would <laughs> hey, do this. Promote our podcast. Hey, John, listen to UbaldiReports.com. It's a podcast. Please report my podcast. That would be great. <laughs> please. <laughs> that would be phenomenal. He's doing work and not getting paid for it. That's he, amazing. He is like, a, he's a trolling expert. He's just like, he's just saying key things to be like, oh, man. Oh, and. <laughs> Just remember, John, I live in Tampa. They can, they can find me from yeah, there. I know. <laughs> Do you know? <laughs> so let uh, them know we're doing it. You Baldy Reports. So, John, and hey, how can John from TikTok, how can he get a hold of you, John? Well, John on TikTok <laughs> and everybody else, you can get a hold of me by going to Reports at gmail.com, Reports at gmail.com, or you can check us out on all the streaming services, Facebook, obviously TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and other and all the other um, sites that we have, and keep following Ubaldi reports. And maybe next week I uh, might be doing a podcast from prison. Yeah, you yeah. Next yeah. to Trump, right? Well, and have, Roger Stone and all the rest of them. One last thing. As long thing. as I get the top bunk. <laughs> one last thing before we go to Array. Mad Marine said she wants you to message her. About having a conservative female, so... Well, that's not nice. Now we're Trump tards. Look at what the bully says. I know. Uh, I mean, where's your tolerance, John? Yeah, tolerance. <laughs> love and peace, remember? Ray, <laughs> Ray, go ahead and tell them how they can get a hold of you. You get a hold of me at raymond.aags at gmail.com. We could talk anything about Second Amendment, politics, uh, gun control. Had a good laugh last night at what Biden said about the AR. Obviously, we're waiting on the HR 1808 vote, and then they sh- kind of... Tip their hand at us to the American people at the HR 8534 bill, and that'll be the registration, licensing, permits, and uh, up to Attorney General uh, disclosure on what firearms you can and can't own. All right. So, should be interesting. All right. And Ray and I, we have an additional podcast called All American Gunslingers. You can catch us on All American Gunslingers. It'll probably be eventually be a dot com, but you can go to hold of us for at allamericangunslingers at gmail.com. We do a TikTok, YouTube, all that happy stuff. We are on Facebook. We are on Twitter. We are on uh, Instagram. Uh, you can go ahead and find us there. We go a little bit more of the say whatever the hell we want <laughs> kind of route. Uh, none of it, none, zero of it is fact. So uh, you can rip into us all you want. And once again, you can catch us on all podcasting platforms. That's All American Gunslingers. And we will see you then. All right. And to everybody that commented, we appreciate it, even those that we disagreed with. And have a great day and keep listening to Ubaldi Reports. And who knows, maybe next week I'll be doing this behind bars. No. Oh, oh. Till next week, keep <laughs> listening to Ubaldi Reports. Okay.